0: And then I'm going to stop you and listen to this again, okay? Okay. Because I, all right. Go ahead.
1: You ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. This poem is by Eugene Redmond, and the title is "Wedge Wall, Huge Hand." Okay.
0: What does the title mean, please?
1: The title, of course, has to do with the location of the wall, which is at a wedge. It is at a wedge, is where. Two streets come in together and meet. Okay. So it meet, they meet at a V. So that's the wedge right. where the wall is located. So he, he named it the wedge wall. Huge
0: hand?
1: A huge hand represents uh, uh, an open information to the public. You understand? Okay. It's open information to the public. Thank it's, you. It's, it's a, this is a hand of... Um, that represents freedom Uh, you know it's a symbolic similar to the fist well
0: the fist is closed
1: the fist is closed and this is open there's there's a lot of
0: difference in that
1: I know that I'm trying to explain that to you listening (laughs) okay I'm saying that is similar in in terms of being a symbol symbolic Mm -hmm. like the fist by this one being open it is displaying knowledge and information to the people See it's an open hand See, so that was a purpose for that So it's a huge hand He saw it as a huge hand, but let me uh, read the poem. Go ahead. Okay Uh, By the way, it was located at Leffingwell in Franklin in St. Louis, Missouri Uh, Walls just usually just well, let me say that, start again. Walls usually obstruct, disrupt, or hold things up. Rarely are they pathways to, the, to pride and power, like the St. Louis Wall of Respect. Black built so blacks can see their blackness tower. The wall is a huge hand outstretched, outstretched or turned on, its edge toward the caged, overcast. A hard hand whose horoscopes crisscross, or run parallel in tan. Three thousand years backwards in the mind. A hollowed hand, blood-stained in black brick, etchings of unearned agony. See black people passing by, young girls stop inside. Black, brick by brick, the faces rise, stare, stun, the stolen eyes. Ending its long, its day-long glance, the swollen sun splurges a final stare. Its stiletto eye, having baked bone hard, the painted faces and the skillful, skillfully sculptured hand mounting ladders and platforms black artists their solemn sacred tools singing in silence applied in pride and pain from the valley of asphalt and garbage cans an uneven line of eyes some leaning against bones against iron knees watched artists moving like ancient eastern laborers paralyzing sand into magnificent faces of Egyptian pyramids. The wall. Curiosity turned to reverence. The ungraspable grass towering untouchably over timid stares of the enemy. Eye for an eye for each passes by. War of the wine-washed sidewalks. The wall is the people, is the wall, is the uh, whale wall. Uh, you know, sometimes I feel like I ought to stop and say something about this.
0: Go ahead. That's fine. Explain yeah. anything you want.
1: Yeah. The the previous uh, stanza, which dealt with the people passing by, it was located right there so that all of the this indicates how it caught the eye of so many different people as they came by all kinds of people and also how they were transfixed by the uh, the actual uh, painting of the wall and the skill of the artist he, he, he gets all of that and then he talks about how this is the same kind of labor that had been done previously in Africa. Uh, stanza three. The wall. Curiosity turned to reverence. The ungraspable grass, touching towering untouchably over timid stares of the enemy. Eye for an eye, for each passers by, war of the wine washed sidewalks. The wall is the people is the wall is a whale wall? I think what he's saying there is that uh, he, he points out that each passerby is very much engaged in this, and it rose from an area where winos used to sit. They used to sit right under that wall and drink drink uh, wine and throw the bottles down. Now once we painted the wall. It became, in his mind, a whale wall. It became a wall of the people, and the
0: whale, a W-H-A-L-E.
1: Yeah, like a, a like fish, a, mm-hmm. a huge. A, Is another way of saying a huge wall, and oh, I see. and to them, uh, it was such a great thing uh, that they no longer sat there. They not only didn't didn't throw bottles and wine bottles down there. And, But they kept the place clean, and they also uh, watched the wall to make sure that nothing happened to it. They were guardians of the wall. Uh, Strikingly still, at a vigorous pace, a haggard beard, beard or a violent face, cold anger stares or a bonnet with lace, or Garvey's warm urge up you mighty race now there he's really uh, encompassing all of the people who are on the wall when he talks about the haggard beard, the violent face uh, coal and angered stares, a bonnet of lace which had to do with uh, Phyllis Wheatley uh, and Garvey and so on Uh, wall belongs to the people black who come to it like Moses to the Mecca like Mo- Muslims. Muslims, like Muslims to the Mecca, uh, wrestle family by truth from colder walls that dope in their minds and give them a white Jesus to die for. The wall. Now there, of course, you're talking about images. He's talking about the uh, how important it is for blacks to have a black image of someone who has accomplished something and has been uh, positive in their life and in the world uh, rather than to have white images all the time uh, such as Jesus. The uh, wall winds miles and miles and miles and miles now he's talking about in the past and the steel knuckle fists jet like street lamps along the way. Must be it. That's it. Okay. And
0: that's Eugene Redmond, and he dedicated it to John Henry Redmond Sr., John Henry Redmond Jr., and John Henry Redmond III. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is very. Now this nice. was
1: copyrighted in 1970 by Eugene Redmond. It's
0: very powerful, and I thank you for reading it, and more than that, for uh, explaining it because it uh, it makes makes it a little. But more powerful with the explanation right um, there's two more things I want to cover and um, one is this letter that you showed me about um, to, to, to Clyde Cahill who was then now a judge but now then at the Human Development Cor- Corporation he was a director of uh, Human Development and
1: Corporation and the
0: other thing I want to cover is what you're doing now which is the erecting a uh, designing and and planning for a new wall since the other one was Mm. destroyed so let's go on and tell me about well this um, this
1: was October 14
0: 1968
1: yes this was a program see um, in keeping with uh, the black history uh, program of uh, action uh, we developed not only uh, did we work with developing the wall of respect but we developed all other kinds of programs. I mentioned earlier that we uh, set out every Monday a uh, list of questions about black history, and then the following Monday, uh, we gave the answers and gave another set of questions. Now, this raised education. Along with that, I wanted to develop something that would uh, provide a lecture piece. No, it's okay. A lecture piece uh, for, uh, for the community where you could go from to churches, you could go to uh, schools, you could go to all kinds of organizations and give a lecture. Uh, so what we did, is we did, uh, I asked, well, let me, I'll, I'll read this letter, maybe it will help. Uh, I'm writing you for the purpose of suggesting a very important means of educating both black and white children in, of St. Louis through the poverty program. At the last Black Hip Session held at Page Park YMCA a most impressive piece of art was used displaying ten historical paintings. This life-size folding, it was a folding uh, like a screen. Mm
0: -hmm. Did you copy the wall onto this? No, we
1: didn't. It it was not copied. These are individual paintings, there were ten of them. The ten individual paintings. D-
0: separate, different than these? Or the Had nothing same? to do with no. that. Okay.
1: This is another project.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And what I'm asked, what we were asking, See, this is a. We did a number of different pro- from the wall. By the way, there's another thing that we did. I took pictures of the wall and made a poster. And the posters were put in all of the libraries. And we and uh, and they were even sold. The general public at a very cheap price, just at the cost of uh, of the of the of of, uh, construction.
0: Did you have a comic book or a children's book that you put out, or? Not yet.
1: Okay. We would like to do something like that.
0: Someone asked me about it. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, The uh, I had been encouraging people to do that a long time ago, but if nobody else has done it, then I'm going to do it. Uh, This. It was a folding exhibit that you could carry onto a stage and put on a stage and these were large paintings of course so that you could see from the audience and the person would give a lecture involving all ten of these people so it was a folding leopard Uh, the life-size folding historical painting uh, had two A twofold purpose. Number one, to be used as a backdrop for our traveling lecture series of black culture and history. The pictures range from the early exploration of America through slavery period, Civil War, construction, up to the present day. This also included uh, written bibliographies of each character represented and the history of each period of time, and reference to the bibliography and a reference to the bibliographies. Number two, to be used as children's lectures along with written quizzes, uh, followed by discussions. Uh, it could be handled through school art, history, English literature classes. It could also be conducted at churches and used the use of pictures and painted materials and plays and lectures of their boards and ministers and parishioners. Now the reason why, it's very interesting, the reason reason I brought this up is because this is the things that we had in mind back in 1968, this is October 14, 1968. Now you see these things being done now. Even this project that you're doing at this particular time, you see would not have been done back then if it had not been for this these things that took place from that so this snowballed into a whole lot of other activities such as the one that i'm speaking of Uh, then from there this was one project Um, but now we're attempting to reestablish the wall of respect since the building has been torn down here in the 80s, about several years back, this is 80, 90, uh, several years back they began to tear down that wall. Probably about 1986, they began to clear that land. And uh, now there's nothing in the place where the wall was. Adjacent to it is a church. Uh, across from it is a um, senior citizens building. And in the opposite direction is a group of houses that have been built.
0: Where would your choice for location be now?
1: Well, we have developed ex- exactly the same way as we did before, a group of community people who will sit down and discuss uh, where the location will be. And I just had a telephone call related to that.
0: Uh, are you, do you have the same enthusiasm? I do, yes. No, no, I know
1: you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh,
0: just a little piece of enthusiasm sitting there for everything. Well, they say tell. that it
1: takes someone to start something. Right. And uh, so these people who, what I've done is rounded up people who I know had a concern and interest in that project from the very beginning. And in fact, we use, uh, I contacted an artist who was involved in it.
0: Could you tell
1: me some of the people that are involved in it now? Uh, I prefer to wait till later on. All that. Right. Okay. And uh, because this is just a very beginning brainstorming session. Okay. We don't even know if all these people are going to stay with the group or what. But eventually. Have you
0: had a few meetings already?
1: Yes. Uh, We're having a meeting day after tomorrow. And
0: well, this. it would be nice if you would keep. Uh, myself or the Education Department at the History Museum informed mm-hmm. and, uh, as to your
1: progress. Yes. I'm hoping that there will be a phase one and a phase two. I'm hoping that uh, the first phase would be a, the original wall in the place where it was originally and that we would be able to buy the land and construct the wall there and have this all, maybe almost the same artist come back and do it over again the second phase would be a, um, a park that would have a museum a theater and uh, and other walls uh, those are the kinds of dreams you know that we have at this particular what time dream. yeah but the um, the group that we are now developing we'll have to make those kinds of decisions. And uh, they will discuss it back and forth. just as we had compromises here in the the faces that went on the wall, we're going to have compromises there also.
0: Luther, is there anything, any issue, any part of this that I haven't touched on that you would like to uh, bring up?
1: Uh, I sincerely feel that the purpose of all of this the wall, and all of the activity that's being done in the city of St. Louis around the question of black history, black culture, and so forth and so on, especially into the black community, that while I realize that it is the role of, of each ethnic group to keep their own history, there's no question about that, um, but that should it should be shared with the total community so that uh, other people will see the uh, uh, contributions that all of the all of the different groups have made you know not only do we need to know the contributions of the Irish the Italians the Jewish people the all the ver- uh, various different groups we need to know the contributions of black Americans also and they have been making contributions in every way from the origin of the founding of this country you know from 1776 all the way through and even before, um, blacks were involved in uh, in the Revolutionary War. They were... Uh, uh, Phyllis Wheatley, who's on the wall, wrote a poem about George Washington and sent it to him, and he invited her to come there. To, uh, so blacks have been involved, you know, in every part of America. There's a, a, a book on blacks in America's wars which shows how many blacks served in the Revolutionary Army and all of the wars all the way up until um, our, our latest one Vietnam but in every war black soldiers have served and, uh, and had to fight and so on recently of course you know this movie came out called, named Glory, Glory. Who, who, who for the first time in all of history you know, indicates that there was a uh, something about the black battalions of uh, the Civil War. But they could do something on blacks in the uh, Revolutionary War. You know, they can do something on blacks in every war that we've had because blacks have participated. And their reason for doing that, uh, the argument that uh, blacks have given for doing that is that they should hold up their end of the uh of the society. In other words, they should contribute as much to society as everyone else can do. And so uh, and that's why uh of volunteered the uh, the uh, in glory they talk about the Massachusetts unit who volunteered uh, you know and and didn't even have guns and so forth originally. Well
0: Luther I hope your dream of this wall comes true just like the, the dream of the first wall because mm-hmm.
1: it did and then it had a lot of mileage right the one other thing that I want to mention is that people must realize that uh, when I look at American Society today and people talk about it falling apart mm-hmm. having all kinds of problems and so forth and so on I think that this kind of uh, educational tool is an important thing in terms of bringing together, binding, uh, uh, establishing certain kinds of ethics and morals and, uh, and uh, value systems. See, what you learn from looking at the wall is a value system. You learn of uh, people who respect one another, who are trying to accomplish things to improve, lift up. That's why we use the term uh, of humanity race because it's, we're interested here in uplifting now if the kinds of people in our community who want to uplift develop help people to uh, become as good as they can be are not influencing the community then who's going to influence the community in that vacuum will be drug pushes will be all kinds of criminal activity and so forth and so on. So, uh, in any community, uh, there must be a set of uh, values that can be passed on from one generation to the next. Uh, I'm, I'm writing an article um, I refer to as a baton, in which I refer to uh, life itself as being a passing on from one generation to the next and uh, and this is a part of that
0: well it is it's it's teaching in, in the the eye the ear the heart it's the wall really encompasses uh, so very many things and very interestingly uh, you had the term the wall before this most famous wall in Washington honoring, oh yes uh, the Vietnamese.
1: yes Yes, being War, a been, wall but with, you, you already yeah. had a wall of respect yes, yes. that is a wall of respect. Yes. yes. And and th- and that's what it's about. I I think that also is true the uh whaling wall in uh, in Israel. Jerusalem. Um uh, I think that is a wall of respect. Uh-huh. You know, and I think that uh that all ethnic groups, you know, should uh, be moving toward that. By the way, when I speak to older people... reach for the best. That's right. And well,
0: what was the best moment? What's been the best moment of your life? Or the best times? Whatever. Uh,
1: well, I guess after I came out of uh, Army in World War II, and I went to school and took electronics, and uh, there was a period in the 50s it was during the period where, before, and during the period of Martin Luther King. The, you know, his, uh, during that whole period of the 50s, I think is the best period of my life. The hope. The whole whole period, because people. The hope though. Yes, people then began to move forward, and uh, to challenge uh, the negative parts of the society and push them backwards.
0: Wh- What do you
1: foresee happening now? I think that um, in every historical period, there will be people who will rise up and take charge at the time and carry on the banner of the struggle. I think that it is a constant... We we have a theory that it's a constant struggle, that in every historical period, in every generation, uh, we must continue to try to improve human life on Earth. In every possible way. And uh, it will never be a time when we will not have to be vigilant and be uh, overtly operating to improve things. Well,
0: I thank you, Liz. Okay. It, it's been a, a, a privilege to talk to you and thank you for all that you've done.
1: Okay. I'm sorry I hadn't. Go ahead.
2: I didn't play single action. Mm-hmm. In fact, the club got so popular, we got so popular back in the fifties with our dancing, people come from all over the south. I could name celebrity people that are mayors now, people that are the richest people in the world. Uh, I won't mention names, but one, the president, one of the biggest breweries in the world used to come here dancing.
3: You didn't
2: mention names. That's fine. <laughs> well, I'm. I was told, I see.
0: George.
2: Emmett Carter was one that told me. <laughs> How many
0: people
2: could you fit in the ballroom? Uh, we used to put four and five, six hundred in there when we danced in there. I'm gonna take you up there now. Mm-hmm. Let's walk around. Okay. You, I, I'm Look,
3: really. there's one goodie. I'm I give, give you a goody goody, goody, goody on Natural Bridge? I'm going to give you one of those. Okay.
0: May I ask you a question? No. <laughs> uh, did you have Chuck Berry before you had Ike in the Kings I'm of sure Heaven? Because did. he was really on top. He was really on his mm-hmm. way before Ike came along. I mean, they were on top when Ike came to St. Louis. Chuck
2: story. Chuck Berry has never had me in any of his stories, but I'm the guy that helped him open up the first black club on Granin, Granin, uh, Washington. You know when he had it on the East, he well, He knows it. What was the name of that? Uh, downstairs. I helped him. I was, I had connections, and I was there, uh, he was downstairs, and and I went with him and got him the permits and got him everything he needed and everything. What was it? Could
0: you tell? His it? daughter
2: was she, she saying with my son.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm Second he, generation. He, he only, he, I, what
0: I, what was it go. like when when they played here? When he played here?
2: Well, Chuck Berry didn't play here as a band.
0: He played here as. Huh? Did he? What did no, he, he never
2: did bring his band here. He just. He used to come in here now. He came oh, in you? here, but he okay. come in, and, and that my, I told you—that was my son played with him.
0: Uh huh.
2: And so he would come in here to get some. I I would say, I, I don't want to be repeated, but to be around the white people more. Uh-huh. Now, with one guy that was nice to him, uh-huh. come on, come on in. But he wasn't, as far as I'm concerned, he was just a black group, you know. But he was just starting to get his. Records going, and I, I, I would help him get clubs open and open up. His I missed the
3: question though. Did he play here no. with his band? Oh, he, no, never he came. Played. Oh, yeah.
2: He would get up here and sing. He didn't come in here with his band. No, he uh, wasn't an act. He come in and, in an in, an come in and sing. But he would come
0: and sing. Here. Oh yeah. But did uh,
2: I've been. He's been to my house and everything. Go
0: ahead. Shirley, I got a question. What? What was the competition like between your club and the Casa Loma or the other clubs that you were telling us about in the I beginning?
2: Didn't, I didn't worry about it. I was like, i on this. But everybody was paying more attention to me. I said, everybody come and look. I, they said, oh, yeah. I said, I'm not worried. I'm only worried about this place.
0: Well, I guess my question, what was going on in the other clubs? Were they doing some the similar kinds of well, Entertainment. People tell me
2: they were watching me and following everything I do. Oh, well, that's a, that's very interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. That.
0: This is Frankie Holly.
3: I guess that might be Shirley Gunter. I've never heard of
2: her. I'm
0: not sure.
3: Gunter? Yeah,
0: have you heard Gunther? that name, Shirley Gunter? No. I, and I assume that's Shirley and Lee. Put that together. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Another know.
3: Shirley. Maybe that's Shirley.
0: Oh, I went to his wedding. Who? Who? Oh, Fred Shandy. Fred
2: I went to his wedding. Berra, yeah. Stan Usel, West, Feds, Joe Giberra, Stan Musil, Joe Lewis, Lou Fest, Joe Garagiola, yeah. and yeah. this fellow is a boxing man, Hans Bernstein, promoted uh, uh, with some of the Charlie Riley and... Uh, the, he won the champion, Sonny Liston, and uh, he promoted, and know. he and I were partners. did a lot of work together. Uh-huh. And these, Yogi Berra and Joe Garagio, who used to work on I mean, the used to be my gumballs and picked off the gumballs. That's right.
3: So then you weren't responsible for it then on the weekends? I was
2: responsible yeah. for it, yeah. I, I owned
3: it.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is the interior ballroom to the left. This used to be the radio room, It's now one of our banquet rooms, but this is where I played the acts in uh-huh. here. Now, I used to have an act there. I played, oh, uh, what's the Italian scholar's name? Well, I used play an act in here and have something going in that room. <laughs> and this is the ballroom.
0: Oh wow. And you had? did you have the uh, where was the music the, in the center or the end of it or what?
3: Right up there on the fence. Right is it right there? Is right it right still there?
2: Stage is of the most famous acts. You know, mm-hmm. different acts. Right today, I go back there. You know, you're around it. just everybody. I, I, just, I brought what, what I liked, what the people liked, and that's why I brought black accent. They wanted to that's Fine, I go down to the areas and pick them and bring them in.
0: George, right. with with as much background and knowledge and that you had, could you, could you tell who was gonna be hot and
2: conversation word of mouth
0: but yeah. when you heard them did you know hey well, there's really something here I'm these not a
2: if you, I'm not a musician to know good music
0: and you, you just dance oh I dance
2: I used to be with Ray Quinn and I promoted Ray Quinn and dancers Arthur Murray's and Fred Astaire oh. that was, well, that's my first uh, when I got, got out of school to get in the entertainment business that was some of the first things I did was dancing.
0: Well then let me ask you if you could tell by the reaction That's
2: back when I tell you how I got out of in the entertainment business out of school.
0: So you could tell by the reaction of the crowd and how they responded to whoever was here that maybe they had a chance for bigger time Not
2: necessarily. It's up to them People come and tell me then they would come to me, I would advise them, I would have, and and uh, I was straight with people, I wouldn't give them no run around, I wasn't trying to make a big buck off them, that's why I'm still here, I guess. Yeah.
0: What did they ask you?
2: Well, you no, know, you're telling me to ask me a question, what they asked me. Well, I don't mean, I'm 30 not... years ago, I... Well, I mean, did they say, in, in short, should
0: I leave St. Louis and and go for the big time? Well, that's let's, the kind of
2: let's take I continue a turn. He' played here so much then we start using him at different places around town mm-hmm. and I, so we start placing him and he we start placing him in other days around town and then he got so big we had to move him out of town because people were getting used to him. he wasn't drawn as good because when he was drawn here this is the only place they could see him here and so the white people used to come from thedu and I'm going to name I've had again I won't say any specific names. People that are now mayors, governors. I run into them now, and I will say, "How are you, governor?" So, oh, George, I used nice to come dancing your place, <laughs> or mayor, mm-hmm. or some millionaire. And uh, then he, and I'm talking, and I'll meet a, a big black man now, She says, "Oh, I heard so much. I met with the head one of the head people them." Uh, NAACP, I was sitting in a restroom, and I was talking with a a black girl and a a, a white uh, politician, wasn't politician, got to do something with the government, we were talking some kind of big bill. and I was in this restroom, and she went over to talk, and says, this guy wants to meet you, and he was one of the top lawyers with the NAACP. He says, "See, he wants me." He says, "I've heard so much that you've done for black people." He says, "I just wanted to meet you," <laughs> and I hear this all the time. And I, I have had put a guard around you. Says, "Boy, aren't you going to move out of that neighborhood?" You know, the neighborhoods. No, I don't have no problems now. Some of the little kids deal with the problem, but people that know me, and I'm good. But I'm, I'm I'm bringing white people back into the area now. And I'm going to be one of the guys that's going to make it, forget there's any colors, it's going to be just like this. And that's what I hope to do of these days. Be part of it anyhow.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you are no different than me, her, or you. Understand? You're a girl and I'm a boy. And that's one thing I'll always say. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: you could
2: fit two or three hundred people in this room? Oh, yeah. Now i got to cut down. See, that's walls off... This is set up for Ron Elzer, the old Johnny Rabbit. He's, ah. he's having his family party here tomorrow.
1: Awesome.
2: And we're going to have a serving banquet for him. See, we got the nice round table. We're serving dinner. We're serving nice China with silver and all. And we got the piano ready to go. we got some people coming down from the uh, Adams Mark Hotel. <coughs> some of the mm-hmm. entertainment down there. Mm-hmm. And some of the... Black History is down at the Arden's Mac Hotel, and he's the, you probably, the, uh, oh, the, what uh, oh, is David known as the, uh, oh, I can't think, it's hard for me to think of names, but they're very, very, they were very popular in my day. but he's one of the better men down at the Arden's Mack Hotel, and see, when I'm rattling off like this, I can't, it can't come to my mind, but they'll know me, I walk in places all Oh, Jordan Chambers. I was a good friend of this. I was a good friend. I used to go in there.
3: Take, take this down. What it's do you on. Re- <laughs> okay. What do you remember about Jordan Chambers? Jordan uh, Chambers
2: was a great guy. Uh, that's when, uh, this is a little before Club Imperial. Right. And when I was at Toontown Ballroom, that's the other entertainment spot. That's when we played all the big bands.
3: Okay. Now, where was Toontown? located?
2: Toontown was located on Olive Street, just east of Grand Avenue. And it was the b- way they played all the big names, big bands. the big bands. They played the Glenn Millers, the Dan Kentons, and and and, and G- Jeter Pillars. Jeter Pillars, Jeter Pillars Orchestra played there, and uh,
3: do you remember Eddie Randall?
2: Or I remember Hudson? Eddie Randall. George Hudson's a good friend of mine. Jeter Pillars are both good friends. I, I'm a young man. I'm only 32. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 70. Let's see, hold oh, on, I'm 73 now, 72, I'm going to be 73, and uh, I know all these guys. You know? So, um,
3: when, what do you remember about the Riviera? That well,
2: the Riviera, was? when we were at Toontown Ballroom, we used to go over there from the uh, early, uh, I guess it was in the 40s, I guess, in the early 40s. So it wasn't 40s, very far away. Early 40s. And when we get off of work, I'd go over there and we went over there with Stan Kenton the musicians I'd go over there. we'd all go over there afterwards. I'd went in there with many of the bands and uh, this is one of my stories. We'd get over there in Jordan Chambers and oh they'd let us in, and they'd uh, uh walk in and we the band and we were about one of the very few why to be the band and just a few of our friends were with us, and we had open house bars. And uh, the bands would get in there and sit in and have jam sessions and uh, and I can't think of the bouncer's name the big husky black guy and at that time, it was a case these little black gals would want to come up and dance with us, and he said, "Don't do it, please, just stay in your peace because I don't want one of these envious or jealous guys and they start you know make trouble. I said fine, just politely refuse them, you know, so we we stayed in our place, see? and uh, so uh, I said, "Don't bother me, you know." But but we didn't mind being in there; we had fun. They would opened. Who
3: would be in there playing? I mean, was it like an
0: after-hours? Or oh, it could
2: have been it could have been uh, who some of your
0: no, it's a big.
2: It was they it was played a, the big names. Yeah, they played big club. Uh, Jeter Pillars didn't play, he played the plantation, Mark. Jeter Pillars played the plantation, but uh, I think we
0: probably Louis
2: Armstrong could have been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've uh, been with all those guys.
0: How many people could fit in there?
2: It was a ballroom. Right. It was called the uh, a ballroom, just the same as yeah. Casaloma or Toontown mm-hmm. Ballroom. Riviera. In fact, before it was the Riviera, it used to be the Showboat Ballroom. And we used to go down there when it was strictly a white place, back in the mm-hmm. early 40s and late 30s, it used to be Showboat Ballroom. Mm-hmm. and So
3: it probably held as many as your ballroom here? Oh, big,
2: bigger, it was bigger. My, bigger. bigger, yes, yeah. It was bigger. And they played, they always played band, big bands and ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. And when... Uh, Jordan Chambers took it over, he made a nightclub. And I uh, I don't have to necessarily I can say this for because he's long done and gone, but he used to he used to be the big politician, you know. Right. And for some reason he was able to stay there late at night, no one ever bothered him. Understand?
3: After hours. After (laughs) hours. You heard about that, huh? You heard about that.
2: And we used to go in and he come on in, you know, we'd come in and the band would go in and I, and and uh, we we enjoyed ourselves there. we had fun and band get in and jam session it could have been any of the musicians just used to go over there after hours. And Jordan Chambers wouldn't stand for early fool, he run a tight ship, you know. But I never heard of any troubles like mm-hmm. they do today. We didn't have the problems they do today. And. Uh,
3: it seems as if musicians have always managed, no matter what their color, to get along very well. I mean, yeah. after they left whatever segregated clubs they played at, they would go and to places like the Riviera and, and play and have jam sessions and
2: Well, just I go would on. say this, uh, what you Ernest. Ernestine. I would say this, and I'm a little older than you and most people. In my viewpoint and uh, things like that, in those days. Uh, the entertainers and people didn't think nothing of, of that. It's the people when publicity start coming out and as times come out, radio and television come in and it brought people closer together, understand? Mm-hmm. And then money got to be freer and everything. People got more money and uh, uh, it just... You, do you like me to push you like that? No. No, I wouldn't like it if you did me. Nobody likes to be pushed. And if I invite you, to come in and see, see me. Understand? I invite you to my house. Understand? Mm-hmm. I've had some of the finest black... I continue to turn. It's been right in my house. I sat in, I had their first press conference right in the... basement on my house in Jennings.
0: What they, was it like?
2: Well, their conference. first
0: press conference.
2: Uh, well, it wasn't... I, I said press conference. Their first... Uh, I formed their first... Uh, Fan club,
0: oh. and there
2: was a press conference there. We, yeah. we, we well, re- what was that like? Well, I had all the kids that wanted to be his first fan. I got, I got all the literature. I got that for you. The, mm-hmm. uh, my son Greg, who played with Ike and Tina Turner, was th- their first president of their fan club, <laughs> and it formed right in the basement. Of right in the my, basement of my was house? he
0: pretty uh, congenial? Who? I hear Ike. Oh, he at
2: that time, uh, uh, very frankly, I'm going to say this about Ike. I, when they told, I heard these stories. You want to sit down. Mm. Oh, you, all right. You, you want to
0: sit Aren't down. you thoughtful?
2: I'm tired, too.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> I'm not so thoughtful. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> you no,
0: you, you okay. sit
2: at the tape. I'm a gentleman, still a gentleman. <laughs> I'm from the old school. See, I'm okay. putting this gal to sleep.
0: <laughs> no, no. You were talking about uh, Ike. You said to tell you, well, you the truth, because I was said it was he congenial. Very. I,
2: now they. Ta- uh, we've read what mean. I could never. Uh, that's what I could never understand. These stories about him with Tina, when he was here playing for me, Ike and Tina Turner. Well, as I said before, Ike and Tina Turner, it was Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my first knowing of him, he brought this girl in here, Beulah, uh, Bluelock. Bullock. <laughs> Bullock. Aileen Bullock.
0: Aileen Aileen was yeah, her yeah. sister.
2: It wasn't Tina. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It was her sister, Aileen.
2: And, uh, so, uh, they brought her in, and, and Tina used to cha- they used to change back in this back room over in here, but he brought the singers. In. We were sitting. Right here where you're sitting now, I sat about where that table is there, and I remember I we were in a chair like this and sitting on the table. And they were all rehearsing. He had these gr- girls in there uh, to uh, break them in. He had this new girl and uh, going to sing. And, and uh, he said, uh, "I think he'd already started uh, that." Then it was Ike Turner, and Kings of Rhythm. Then when he was forming the group, you know, with the Ikeats, and right. he says, "What are we going to call those girls?" Uh, I, I said, "What do you think we should?" I says, "I don't know, Ike." And about that time, I says, uh, "Why don't you call them the Ikeats?" And from then they were cats And I don't—I'm not sure how T- Tina Turner came in there, but I think he, they got so popular, and they, he saw so somewhere along the line it was uh, went from Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm and the next thing I know he was Ike and Tina Turner Review because with the girls back there but they used to rehearse here oh well, they were here maybe for four or five years with me every Tuesday night and we'd book them out on different nights like that and uh, and they got so popular, people won and then we started playing them around the different parts of the town. And in South St. Louis and this here. And then they started playing here on Thursdays. And then we tried them on a Friday. But I guess he was it was getting too much there. And then it, it, the crowd started falling off and falling off. But he was in demand. He was getting in demand. And then he started playing the colleges around. I, and I, I've got stories where I letters where I used to book them in the colleges and stuff. Were you his n- agent? No, no, I was never his agent. No, I wasn't his agent. Uh, but I would book him. I says, here, they call me so I could go. <laughs> I could always book himself if he could. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, with it, and I didn't get no commissions. I wasn't one of these guys. Well, I want my commission. Because <laughs> the more popular you get, the more people he brought in there for me. So we start booking around. But I sort of worked with him, you know, as a as an advisor and he listened to it. He used to come to me for everything. And I used to go with him and we'd leave here and we'd close up at night and I'd go down over on Jefferson and, well uh, oh, there used to be the Crown, uh, it wasn't Crown Restaurant, it was a little restaurant meant Jefferson and Franklin there. You know it's a... Uh, yeah, the Crown. Crown. It's well, still there. Is that, yeah, uh, what call it? The the Crown, Crown Cafe. There? Crown Cafe, yeah. It was a black restaurant. I used to go in there and I'd be the only white guy in there, and mm-hmm. that was the black area then. Mm-hmm. No, I'd nothing of it. And he, when you went, went in with him? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, I did. Once in a while you get a drunk, come up and say something, I get in your place. <laughs> 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 and, when I, and the same thing up at the Riviera. When, we didn't have the trouble. They were uh, drunk, and I don't care where you are today, it, it's the same thing. Did
0: he talk about his dreams? Well,
2: uh, we were talking about Ike and uh, his, he was a perfect gentleman when he was here. When uh, he came here, he wouldn't let any of his men go up in the bandstand without a suit and tie on. They couldn't take drinks. They weren't able to drink Coca-Cola only. Ike just drank Coca-Cola only. He stayed in his place. These white chicks had come up, play up to him, and he said, gee, what should I do? <laughs> my, I said, do what you want. I don't care what you do, but get 20 miles away from this place. I don't want any trouble around mm-hmm. him. And that was one of my favorite expressions. You'll read that in that book,
0: I think. I read it in that book.
2: <laughs> and uh, I don't care what you do, but, uh, and he uh, was a perfect gentleman, and Tina, when she became Tina Turner, I can, Tina Turner, She used to go. She was ne- she would, wouldn't get with the crowd too much. Oh, she'd come out. She'd stay back in the back. The band used to open up, and I don't know who was front in the band. They had a f- different front. I can name them. They all know me, but they they come and see me. Yeah, I used to be with them. They start the night off. Say they'd play eight to twelve. Well, I'd stop dancing at twelve o'clock too. I wasn't trying to. Sell whiskey. I sold admissions on the door. They come in to see my entertainment and to dance, not to come in here and drink. I didn't sell. Boo- I had booze only for uh, necessity for if they wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Did they drink soda?
2: Oh, oh, they drank soda. We used mm-hmm. to have a fence right around the bar here. In fact, at one time when Chuck Berry and all of them used to come up here, we used to. Have the bar over there. They had to go over there because it was only dancing, and it was basically set with this big floor like this. And when uh, back in '52, when I first took it over, it was this whole thing was dance floor. There's little benches around here, mm-hmm. little benches, and it was all dance floors, the ballrooms. Yeah. But we wanted to give it a little more for dancing and club style So the fellow that took brought me in here to take it over cut it down to this size dance floor and it's a wooden floor that I put this floor in since but cut it down and it was just tile just tile and had the tables around and some of the original there's one of the original tables right well, that's yeah. one of the original tables and we have tables of fours and sixes all around and you saw yeah, the you the saw the picture there. down there the, that's the tables you saw yeah. in there and we still got all of them here and uh, so, so we put it up club style and let them dance, and we had dancing from 8 to 12.
3: On those Tuesday nights they Two? went here, it was 8 to
0: 12.
2: 8 to 12. Was it there, might have been 8 to 11. Huh?
0: Was there a difference uh, in the crowds when Tina joined the band? In other words, did, was that a bigger draw than when Ike was here with just the mm-hmm. Kings of oh,
2: later on, yeah. But Ike grew from... Almost day one. Yeah. but How I got to know? I mentioned Teddy Cole. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to play the different bands, and and I, yeah, like you, I say some of these guys I didn't even know where they were. This is, well, Jimmy Forrest was one of them. He used to be my and uh, I, I knew him because he used to be playing for me almost every Tuesday, you know. And uh, they used to tell me about these bands, and the kids seemed to like the ba- black bands the, uh dance to then, and so, because they had uh, the better beat that they wanted to dance to. So that's why I hired them. They played before. I don't care if they're black, white, and blue. We found a few white groups. Uh, Joe Bo, Joe Bowsey was a white group of taggers. They seemed to like him. Mm-hmm. But I used to use him on prom night on a Friday night when, you know, I had the college crowds here. Who else did
0: you have? Um, what other black groups that maybe weren't Weren't, is, didn't become outstanding like uh, Ike and Tina Turner, but they still drew people here. Jimmy Forrest. Jimmy Forrest. Mm-hmm.
2: Jimmy Forrest had his own group here. Then I had... Uh, oh, I don't know. You're asking me, something It's hard. Every time it's I turn hard. Maybe around, when we go
0: through those pictures... Well, I, uh, then you'll Well,
2: uh, their pictures won't tell you everything. I didn't keep record of everything. Yeah. I'll tell right. you what. Mind I've you. got... I've got... Uh, Foots Goodson was one of them. Foots was the name of it. And I'll tell you who was one of them is, uh, well, Jimmy Forrest, you know, ended mm-hmm. up, and uh, who were, oh, some guys that, he got to be p- pretty... Jimmy
3: Forrest, you say, had his own group at the time.
2: Oh, yeah, he played for me here, yeah. hmm hmm Jimmy Forrest and Little Milton was one of them, and, uh, uh, Emmett Carter, and, oh, some other names. and Oh, like, uh, uh, bands. They used to. They used to play with bands. But they. I think uh, at that time, little not little Melton, but B.B. Uh, King or Albert King. Albert King. Albert King. Albert King, Albert King uh, and B.B. Uh, King. Uh, 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 this is people that tell me these things, mm-hmm. and he used to play with so and so. They, they used to. Well, they used to come up here and be able to be able to. Thing and work in the in the places.